93.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station, and the Arizona Sports App. Suns Finals coverage, presented by Michelob Ultra. Talking NBA Finals on the Rundown. We're back on the rundown, Monday, July 5th, 618. Tim Ring in for Luke Lipinski. We are on the eve of the NBA Finals Game 1, the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I was thinking earlier today who I could have on the show tonight that could really, you know, impart some unique perspective on this series. And it dawned on me, one of my real good friends played for the Suns, played for the Bucks, <laughs> coached for the Bucks, was a broadcaster for the Suns was a broadcaster for the Bucks, and he also won three world championships with Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. Scott Williams, you know that guy? You sound familiar? <laughs> What's going on, Tim? Hey, you actually, I thanks for bringing me out like that. That was, that was awesome. But little known to most people is I actually coached as an assistant coach for the Suns under the Mike D'Antoni era for one Day. One day. Well, I, then everybody forgive me for getting that one wrong. How did you get fired? How did you get fired after one day, Scott? What happened? <laughs> well, I, actually, I decided coaching for me at the time when I still wanted to play because I was playing for the team. When I when I decided that uh, they were going to put me on the on the injured reserve list. Okay for the remainder of the season and asked me if I wanted to be a coach. And I said, yes, having not really thought about it through, I was on my 14th year. So I knew I was close to the end and I did want to coach, but I never wanted to look back uh, and think I still could have played a little longer and I still had the desire to play. And I asked for my release to see if I would get picked up by another team. And sure enough, I got picked up by the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, there you go. So that's kind of how that my one year <laughs> okay. last. Hey, listen, the shortest, the shortest coaching gig in the history of the league. Yeah, no kidding. All right. Well, listen, before we kind of get into the weeds on this series, Scott, let me just, you know, as a guy who, you know, played a decade and a half in the league and, you know, won some championships and you remain a fan of the league, I, for one, listen, I get it. There's something about LeBron and Steph and KD and that marquee star power being in the finals, and we've seen that over the past 30 years. You know, usually a megawatt star is in the finals. Now, I know Giannis, you know, is kind of in that in that rarefied air now, but for me, just, I use the term new blood, you know, just to see the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA finals, you know, when you know, candidly, there are a lot of seasons where you can, with a Sharpie, pencil in at least one of the teams in the finals in October. And to get to get the new blood like the Suns and the Bucks, I think it's good for the game. I think it's good for the league. And I think it's obviously great for both fan bases. What say you? I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I am very ecstatic for both of these franchises. I, like I said, like you said, I had so many ties to them and so many different stints. Uh, over the course of my 15-year career and uh, 24 years associated with the NBA as a broadcaster and coach, uh, I got to know fans in both cities. The organizations are first class. You know, Jerry, Jerry Colangelo brought me into Phoenix uh, after a year, uh, a terrible year in Denver. Where I was kind of burnt out of basketball, rejuvenating me about basketball. Uh, you know, playing with guys like Hardaway and Marbury and Marion and Stoudemire uh, on those teams that, you know, we finished the A seed and took 
the, the, the number one seed, the Spurs, to you know six games in the first round and stunned them with a couple baskets late in ball games for upsets. And my time in Milwaukee with Ray Allen and Glenn Robinson and Timmy Thomas and Sam mm-hmm. Cassell, uh, you know, going to the Eastern Conference Final and being one game away from getting to the NBA Finals in 2001 with that squad and the way that Bradley Senior used to rock and roll. Yeah. I mean, my fondest moments in the NBA – uh, some of them came with both the Suns and the Bucks, and I couldn't be happier than both fan bases. You know, I wish Giannis was healthy to give it that star power. I don't know how effective he's going to be or if even he's going to be played. I haven't looked at some of the reports that have come out about whether or not he's going to be able to give them anything from that hyperextended knee. Uh, but I'm hoping for a long series uh, that really – gets an opportunity for all these players to showcase what they can do. And I know I'm long-winded, but can I just add how happy the basketball community is for Chris Paul? I mean, guy's been class his entire basketball career, 14, 15 years, 16, excuse me, 16 years now in his first trip to the NBA finals. And I mean, if you didn't know him from basketball, you probably knew him from a state farm commercial, <laughs> yes. but are like our epic as well. So he just kind of does it all. I'm very excited for him to be able to compete on the NBA's greatest stage. Scott, the eve before game one. Now, I mean, I know you played in a few of these finals, but for most of these players playing tomorrow night, you know, Jay Crowder was here just last year. Uh, but, you know, not a lot of finals experience uh, Finals experience on both rosters. So take me back to when you guys were in that position <laughs> Right before game one of the 91 finals against the Lakers, the Bulls were actually at home. The Bulls, and I was at the game, the Bulls actually lost game yeah. one to the Lakers at home. Take me through, take, take me through, yeah, take me through the nerves, what you guys were thinking yeah. the day before, and maybe the mistakes you made in game one that allowed Magic and Vlade to take that one nothing series lead, and what you would, you know, advise the Suns to, to combat that. Well, it's human nature. It's hard, it's hard to say how everybody's going to handle it, but I know as a collective group, guys were tight in Chicago. It was one thing to get past the Pistons that had knocked them out of, the, out of the Eastern Conference Finals three years in a row. It was another thing to all of a sudden get that relief of that off your back, but now I'll say, okay, we got to play Magic Johnson, the Los yeah. Angeles Lakers. I mean, this was, you know, Magic and, and Bird were the – class of the NBA for what seemed like a decade. They were one or two, either, either one team or the other or both of them were in the NBA finals. And to go up against them, for me, especially being a Los Angeles kid growing up, a Laker fan, I was overwhelmed by the moment. Uh, and I think a lot of the guys on the team were as well. We did not play the same sort of basketball uh, that we had been playing against the Sixers uh, and the uh, Pistons in that game one. And it took us you know, a, a good three quarters to calm down and kind of make a game out of it. And then, of course, Sam Perkins hits a three-pointer in the corner and we lose by a you know, point. So after, after we settled down, it was lights out for the Lakers. We go on and went four straight. But the nerves had gotten the best of us. So that's the biggest thing. How much rest are you going to get? How much game plan are you going to go on? And I know that they had a little extra time uh, to sit and wait for the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. to wrap up. You know, does that rust appear or is it rest? I mean, I, I don't know how they'll handle it. You know, Monty Williams, I meant to give him a lot of credit right at the opening, uh, has done a fantastic job. 
uh, Deion, especially Mark Bryant developing DeAndre Ayton, uh, the way he has developed in these playoffs, shoot nearly 70%. I mean, the list goes on and on and all the contributions you're getting. You know, Booker goes for 40 points in a game. Uh, so they're all playing well. I love this team, but can they handle the pressure of the NBA Finals media day, ticket requests, fans going crazy, um, all the other outside media that's coming from across the country and the globe, everybody wants a piece of them. It's all the distraction yeah. at home. Can they settle down in that first quarter, first half, and then play Suns basketball? Having said all that, Scott, and knowing that you did lose a game one and went on to win four straight to win the series, would is it safe to say that Suns fans maybe should not put a ton of importance on game one, or am I being naive? I mean, you know, a lot of times people will say, oh, game one is huge, given what's going on. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the case maybe tomorrow night. Well, it, it's it's big to get off to a start. You'd much rather be up one nothing, regardless of how you played. Uh, but you can't worry about losing game one. That was the biggest thing for us is we realized we didn't play our best basketball. So it wasn't like we played our best basketball and they just came in and throttled us. I mean, we played horrible basketball, and it took a miracle shot from you know from Sam Perkins, a Carolina guy, by the way, to to, <laughs> to, to knock us out. Uh, you know, in that first that first game. So yes, it's important. More importantly, is how you're playing and how you react in game adjustments, game to game adjustments. Um, you know, we switched Pippen on to Magic Johnson, made a big difference in that series. Of probably the great one of the greatest. Uh, Series adjustments in the NBA Finals history was Phil Jackson's move to put Scottie Pippen on on Magic Johnson really hounded it, made him work hard when he had to log so many minutes. Because, in in all honesty, I mean they didn't have Byron Scott, they didn't have James Worthy, so they were banged up a little bit. He was their you know biggest star, and he didn't have all of his weapons. So oh, so it was tainted. It was it was tainted. James Worthy and Byron Scott didn't play. It was tainted. That's what the Suns fans have been hearing all playoff long. Uh, yeah, right, I, I yeah, yeah, it. nonsense. Right, I don't think anybody will ever say the, the, Lake, the Bulls championship was tainted. No, I don't, any stretch of the I don't think so either. But I think that anybody that tries to, to paint this NBA Finals as a tainted Finals uh, doesn't know basketball and how hard these teams have uh, both work to get to, to this, uh, you know, this opportunity. So, yep. you know, that's, you know, a lot of stuff from fans and the media. And I think a lot of them are, are pissed because like you say, that it's not the Golden State Warriors. It's, it wasn't Brooklyn who they thought were going to come out of, out of the East because they, you know, they had, they got banged up. So they're a little disappointed that the guys that they followed, maybe even put some money in Vegas, aren't there. So uh, I, I want the Suns fans to enjoy this. I want the players and the organization um, you know, James Jones, James Jones, James Jones has just done a tremendous job of, of acquiring talent. I mean, key acquisition CP three. And I knew he was going to be the point guard Devin Booker needed. Yep. I did not think he was going to be no. as electric uh, and as fabulous as he was. I mean, who, who could have thought with no. after 16 years right. that he would come in in year one and do this uh, just a testament to his passion and desire to want to get all the way to the, 
Yeah, you, you know, know the top of the mountain, right, Scott? I mean, the, when when Chris Paul came, the question was, can he get them to the playoffs? Not can he win them a right. title? So this right. is before I let you get. We're up against the break, Scott, but I'm not letting you get out of here without a prediction. You can give something different on Milwaukee radio, but go ahead and give us your prediction now. <laughs> Suns and what, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> you are. I am not. I love you, my friend, but you are not putting me in that box today. <laughs> I will. I will make a prediction tomorrow on my Twitter handle, so you will have. Have to come back there at Scott Will Forty Two. I went to my facility today. I pulled out my old son's jersey from twenty years ago, and my old Bucks jersey from well, my son's jersey I think was from from eighteen years ago. My Bucks jersey from twenty years ago, and I am going to predict who's going to win Game One on my. On my Twitter handle. All right, there you go. Maybe hey, I'll pick up a few new followers. Wait, wait, wait to pub your Twitter handle. Twitter handle. I've been able to do. I've been able to do this from the, from my couch. You know, I got on an old T-shirt, some shorts. I'm watching the reruns of Mash. I tell you what, I want all fancy for television, buddy. You must be loving this gig you got. I want you right. I want you to wear those jerseys and take a picture of yourself on on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right, they, oh, they still hey, listen, fit. It's, it's All right. not going to be pretty. It's not going to look like I looked back when I was 245 pounds running for those squads, but I'm going to put it on. I may have to crop out the, crop it up a little bit you know, to uh, crop out the love handles, but I'm going to put it on. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you Photoshop that sucker. All right, Scotty, thanks so much. I appreciate it. It like those painted jobs those gals do for the Sports yeah. Illustrated yeah. commercial. You, uh, sports, uh, sport, uh, you, swimsuit uh, edition. That's right. You Kardashian the hell out of those photos. Scott Williams, appreciate your time. <laughs> former son, former Buck, former son's coach, former Buck's coach, former broadcaster well, for both teams. in a week after, the, after game four, game five. 100%. Scott Williams, appreciate your time. Enjoy the finals, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. All right, guys.